You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. 27. Let's start reading at verse number 17. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him or Jesus over because of envy. Now here is our Lord, our Savior, Jesus being held in the court of the Roman Empire. And they had a custom to where one criminal, male factor, could be released regardless of what crimes he had committed. And so Pilate, knowing, as the scripture has stated, that Jesus had been handed to him or delivered to him. No, no, notice what this sinner understood. He understood that this man is in my court because people envy him. No, he, 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 no, he is not in my court because he is guilty of anything. He's here because people envy him. And want to destroy him or eliminate him. What's interesting is that the people that Pilate is speaking about are the Jews. You say, Pastor, what's interesting about that? Well, Jesus himself was a Jew. And so the folk who envied him, the folk who wanted him destroyed, killed, or eliminated was his own people. See, this is reading Jesus said, your enemies and your foes are of your own household. And, and as we look at these scriptures this morning, I want us to understand that when it came to Jesus, most of the people outside of Israel or the Jews had no problem with Jesus. It was the religious people who had a problem with them. Come on, somebody. And religious people, as the text proves, can be some dangerous folk. Some mean, hateful, nasty people. No Bible. Oh, y'all, y'all, oh, Lord. I said there are some folk that's mean, hateful, nasty, and they know Bible. They are religious, but will kill you. Right? And so Pilate asked them again, whom do you want me to release to you? He's talking to the Jews. Barabbas? Now Barabbas was a known criminal. He, he, he will be a person that we would consider today who has a long 
There you go, rap sheet. You know, you 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 can just read it for days. He was a criminal. Or he said, I could release Jesus. Verse 18, for he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. Notice verse 20. But the chief priests and elders, notice I told you religious folk can be dangerous. Notice what the kinfolk doing. But the chief priests and elders, but the chief, chief priests. Y'all, I'm only going to teach this today. I'm only going to really talk about this stuff today. It's a lot to consume. Chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas. Let the criminal go. But notice what he said. And destroy Jesus. They don't just, a lot of people get it mixed up. They, they, they don't really just want him killed. But they want the message and everything he stood for to be destroyed. This is what this is all about. Because these Jews were not just religious. Y'all got to listen to me today. But they were political as well. See, when preachers start mixing religion and politics, man, you're dealing with a dangerous person. The governor, verse 21, answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, what then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? What shall I then do with your king or your Messiah? They all said to him, let him be crucified. The governor said, why? What evil has he done? Notice they didn't want to hear that. But they cried out all the more saying, Pilate asked them a question, what what evil has he done? What law has he broken? Who has he hurt? Who has he killed? Who has he robbed? Woo! It just makes you think. But him saying that to them saints caused them to cry out all the more saying, let him, the him being Jesus, be crucified. Verse 24, and we finna conclude. When Pilate saw or perceived or understood That he could not prevail at all. But rather that a tumult or an uproar was rising. And Pilate knew being in charge of this situation that if it gets out of hand. And people deemed that he didn't handle it right. Caesar could get wind of this. Pilate knew it wouldn't set right with Caesar, that you allowed an uproar to take place. And so when Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult or an uprising 
was rising, or this thing is getting out of control. He took water and washed his hands. Notice, before the multitude. Saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just, just person. You see to it. Verse 26. Then he released Barabbas to them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Based upon all that I've read, I want to teach from the subject this morning. Let Jesus be crucified. Let Jesus be crucified. Can you tell the subject to a neighbor? Tell your neighbor our subject this morning. Let Jesus be crucified. Look at somebody else. Tell them the subject this morning. Let Jesus be crucified. And come on, let's give God a tremendous hand of praise for the word on this morning. Come on, let's give him a tremendous hand clap of praise for the word on, on this morning. Again, I want to teach from the subject, let Jesus be crucified. As I said earlier, we are in what many consider the week that is leading up to his death or his crucifixion. We are also in a season where God has set a mandate upon the church to be Christ-minded. We are in a season where, again, God has set a mandate before or upon us as a church family, as an organization, that we should strive to have the mind of Christ. And so when we look at this morning, all that Jesus is going to go through and how he is going to suffer, we need to take upon us the mind of Christ when it comes to suffering. We need to take upon us the mind of Christ when we are being persecuted or mistreated. Now, some of us are quiet because you know already that for many of us, this is when we battle the most. Maintaining the mind of Christ, the attitude, the behavior of Christ this is some of our greatest struggle. Is that we seem to really battle or struggle having the mind of Christ when people do us wrong. Woo, yeah, y'all might as well loosen up on your amen because you know that I'm talking to you. Some of us have no problem having the mind of Christ when we are being praised. 
We don't struggle having the mind of Christ when folk are speaking good about us. Y'all know I'm right about it. We struggle when people are lying on us. We struggle, watch this, when people that we have went out of our way to be good to turns around and rewards us evil for the good that we did unto them. Oh, y'all might as well get real this morning. That's when a lot of you struggle and don't really understand that Christianity involves suffering. Part of this journey that we are on requires suffering. You better look at your neighbor and say, you're going to be mistreated. You need to look at somebody and say, sooner or later, you're going to be mistreated. Y'all know I'm right about that. And some of us this morning is happening to you right now. You're going through some things right now where you are being persecuted or mistreated. But that is not the time, child of God, to stop having the mind of Christ. That is a time to where, in my humble opinion, we really need to take upon us his mind or his mindset. And even allow this week to just say to us that even while being mistreated or done wrong, I still got to have the right attitude. I still got to have the right attitude. You know, I, I believe we have too many people in church who are mistreated. And their only thing is to mistreat those who are mistreating them. But that, that, that don't need to be. Am I right about that? I said it don't need to be. Now notice Matthew, the 20th chapter. It don't need to be. And so, and so if we're going to have the mind of Christ... We certainly need his mind or his mindset when we are being treated in an evil way. Notice Matthew, the 20th chapter. We, we, we're going to look at several scriptures this morning in reference to, to the suffering of Christ. Matthew 20, and, and, and notice verse number 17. Now Jesus, Matthew 20 and 17, now Jesus going up to Jerusalem took the 12 disciples aside on the road and said to them, he's going up to Jerusalem to what is known as the city of peace. But before he enters Jerusalem, he wants to have a talk with his disciples. And notice what he wants to talk to them about. He says to them, behold, look or understand. We are going up to Jerusalem and the Son of Man 
will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes. And they will condemn him to death. Notice Jesus understood that in Jerusalem he would be put to death. But notice, saints, he is not avoiding Jerusalem. Because he knows that Jerusalem is where he needs to be. Whoa! There are some sufferings we cannot avoid if we're going to be in the will of God. Whoa! Too many of y'all spend precious time and energy trying to avoid suffering when you got to recognize there are some suffering you can't get under, you can't go around, you can't get over. you got to go through this. Whoa, I'm preaching hard already. There are some things God has deemed about all of us that you've got to go through this. Y'all know if it was left up to us, y'all, y'all, y'all get real now. Be honest, if it was left up to many of us, we wouldn't go through anything hard. Everybody would treat you the way you feel they should treat you. And if we had the power, <laughs> <laughs> to do to people who didn't treat us the way we wanted to be treated. Woo, woe to us. I believe that's the reason God only give us so much power. Come on. It, it wouldn't do for some of y'all to have the power to say about people who do you wrong, away with them. Be, be gone. Uh-oh, be dead. Come on. No, 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 no. Notice, notice, notice in, in Matthew 20, again, verse 18. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. Remember, we want the mind of Christ, right? We want to, we want to continue having it, right? We're going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be, notice this, betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribe, and they will condemn him to death. And deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify. And on the third day he will rise again. I want us to understand five things. Or four in particular before I deal with the crucifixion, that before he is crucified, he will be betrayed, he will be beaten, he will be mocked, and he will be scourged, and then crucified. Because see, some folk focus on the crucifixion only not realizing that there was a whole lot of suffering he endured before he ever got to the cross. 
Well, y'all hear me this morning. There was a whole lot that the scriptures contained that took place or that happened to our Lord before he got to the cross. And I want, or God would have us to look at some of it this morning. But remember, we are looking at it knowing that we're not going to suffer, most of us, on this level at all. Come on, oh, somebody say at, at all, and don't, at all. But we will suffer. You may not be mistreated on this level, depending on what God is going to do in your life and what he has ordained or anointed for you to do. But make no mistake about it. Some of us will suffer similar things. You will. Look, look at the neighbor. Just tell your neighbor. Some of us will suffer similar things. But when that time comes, or if it's here, we need the mind. That mind truly becomes a battleground when we are suffering. Amen? Let's notice the book of Luke, chapter 22. Let's deal with the betrayal. Let's deal with the betrayal. Notice Luke 22. Ooh, that's a good sound. He and Paige's turn. That's a good sound. See, a preacher can't hear that when you flip it on the phone. You can't hear them pages. I love them pages. Come on. Some, some of my book readers know, know what I'm talking about. That, that's the progress of reading a book as you turn them pages. That, that, that's the flipping of the pages. The turning of the pages. Amen? Notice Luke. And notice chapter number 22. This is important. This is important. Luke 22. And, and notice verse 47. We come into the betrayal. Luke 22 and verse 47. And while he was still speaking, the he being Jesus, behold a multitude. And he who was called Judas, one of the twelve of the original disciples, went before them and drew near to Jesus. This can't be right. To kiss him. I said, this can't. Can this be right? And while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude is coming and Judas, one of his own disciples, it's not just with the multitude. He's not just among the multitudes. But he is there to point out the one who needs to be killed. Woo! You will be surprised. Come on, somebody. Don't tell me you have never been caught by surprise. Not by folk doing you wrong, but who did it? 
Who did it? Come on, somebody. Not you. He has a multitude coming to arrest him, being led by one of his own. And Judas gives them a sign as to who needs to be arrested and killed. He says, the one that I kiss, that's who needs to be arrested. That's who need to be destroyed. You know what this teaches me? This teaches me that there are people who will show you affection, but they don't mean it. I said they don't mean it. They, they will show signs of love. You better listen to me. But inwardly, they hate you. Yes, they will. People will give you every indication that they are for you when in actuality, they're leading a pack who is very much against you. That means sometimes your friend is not your friend. I'm going to teach this right. I said sometimes your girl is not your girl. Your boy is not who you think he is. Your cousin is not who they say they are. Oh, we better bring it into church. Sadly, there are church people who are not who they claim to be. You call her sister, but she's anything but a sister. Though she dresses like us, she sings with us. Whoa! Sadly, sometimes a church can have in his congregation Woo. some dirty folks. That, that's the only thing I can call to y'all. Y'all got to excuse me this morning. I know that may not be the word you were looking for, but Judas was dirty. Listen to me. He took a symbol of something that was known for affection and he gave to his Lord the kiss of death. And see, sometimes it's going to happen to us. Sometimes it's going to happen to you right in the house with people You live with. Sometimes you're going to be mistreated by the person you cook for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the very one. The very one. You go out of your way to fix it like he wanted, to do it like he wanted, not to this, not to that. But he is going. He comes to Jesus 
after he kisses him. And we're talking about the mind of Christ. Jesus did not do Judas wrong even after he kissed him and he knew it was the kiss of death. Oh, God is teaching this more. See, 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 we have to be so careful that we don't get an unclean heart because of the way we are being treated by somebody. Come on. And one, one of the most challenging things to do is to be mistreated but keep a clean heart. Woo! Being done wrong as wrong can be, but I'm not allowing anything to get in my heart that will cause me to do to people what they are doing to me. Y'all can sit there and act like that don't take something, but, but see, I know better. You are not going to fool me by sitting there playing cool. Because I already know that takes something. And when you're really being mistreated, the only reason you will not do certain things, the only reason you will not say certain things is because in the midst of mistreatment, you have the mind of Christ. Look, look, you know why I have the mind of Christ in the midst of mistreatment and persecution? It's simple. I ain't going to hell for nobody. Oh yeah, you better give him a prayer. I ain't going to hell for nobody. What you do to me is not going to cause me to do something that will get me in trouble with God. No, I'll pray. I'll fast. I'll do whatever I got. I'll cry out. God, help me. God, cleanse me. God, give me the right heart. God, I need the right attitude. I got to face him today and I want a clean heart. Be seated, because there's going to be a whole lot of people, you better hear what I'm about to say, who think they're going to heaven. But see, their heart ain't clean. See, you better be real careful when you get hate in your heart towards somebody. Listen, and you don't work to get that out of you. See, a lot of people just learn to pretend. They just learn to tolerate people. But see, that, that, that's not a Christian. We got love. Come on, I said we got to love even those who mistreat us. Do you, do you know? Do you know? We are called to love those who are seemingly unlovable. And sometimes folks will do you wrong and God will have you to do something good for them. Ooh, and, and you'll be like, God, not her. I 
I'll bless anybody. I'll help anybody God. But not that nasty witch. I said W, witch. You said something else. You thought something else. Y'all know we're getting like that. Lord, I hug everybody in this church, but not him. Because you know what he did to me. That's the very one he wants you. See, if you're going to be a part of the hug committee, you got to hug everybody. Now, I know COVID, some of y'all got out of the hug committee, but some of us are still in the hug committee. This is good stuff. Look at it now, verse 47. Oh, Lord. When he was still speaking, behold, a multitude. And he who was called Judah, one of the twelve, went before them, drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with the kiss? One verse of scripture even recalls Jesus saying to Judas or calling him friend. Pastor how? How could he Treat this man right, who is obviously doing in that moment what is wrong. See, this is a lesson God had to teach me. Because there are some mistreatment that is only serving to put you where God wants you. Yes, it is. Now, we pray for promotion, right? But see, some promotion comes through mistreatment. It comes through suffering. The anointing comes through suffering, through oppressing. Come on, somebody. Notice that he is also going to be beaten. Notice Mark. Flip back to Mark. We're teaching good already. Back to Mark. Back to Mark. See, 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 as you, as you turn to Mark 4, see, what can't happen is that you can't have somebody on your job. Yes, they are mistreating you. But the only thing you want to see happen is for them to lose their job and lose everything that they have. No. You need, you, you need a different mind. As y'all turn to Mark 14, listen, this is something, saints, that we must work towards. You have to work towards this. You have to work towards Because most of us, when we get in the flesh, most of us, we tend to do so when we deem that somebody is not treating us right. It becomes almost for, for some folk an excuse. To let the old woman out. Y'all hear me say? I say it becomes almost an excuse. To show them the old man. You know. 
So I say stuff like, oh, God, she don't know me. Wait now, I hope you know you, you changed. Come on, it's good teaching. One of the worst things to do is to continue to replay and rehearse mistreatment. They just keep playing over and over what they say. What they say. I can't believe she said. Well, look, it's been, it's been a year. When you gonna believe she said it? I mean, come on. When when you gonna believe they did it? Of all the people, I just can't believe. They did it. They said it. And listen, they meant it. <laughs> Most of what I teach about mistreatment, a lot of it, I teach it based upon what I, what I went through. A continual rehearsing, and you don't have the wise. Come on, somebody. Mark 14, they are also, he says, I'm going to be beaten. Notice Mark 14, look at verse 64. Look at verse 64. Let's take it back to verse 63. Mark 14, verse 63. Then the high priest, after hearing Jesus say in reference to are you the Christ? And Jesus said, uh-oh, Mr. Shemar, I am. <laughs> Verse 62, Pilate asked, I mean, the, the high priest asked Jesus, are you the Christ, the son of the blood? Jesus said, I am. See, they knew what he was doing. He was equaling himself to God. He was saying in actuality that he was. Verse 63, then the high priest tore his clothes and said, what further need do we have of witnesses? You've heard the blasphemy. But see, he wasn't blaspheming. Come on, saints. I said he wasn't blaspheming. When they said he was blaspheming, they were found liars. Because what he said was truth. Woo! Do you know people will mistreat you because you speak the truth? Do you know the only reason some folk hate you the way you they do? See, I know right now there are some people that hate me, but I know and they know that the only reason they hate me is because I told them the truth. You want to find out who, who really your friend? Tell them the truth about themselves. You want to find out how much your child really loves you? Tell your child the truth. That's all he did, Mr. Barn. It told them the truth. But see, we can't be so to the point to where we want to dodge mistreatment and such. That we withhold the truth. No. 
And, and there are very few times that Jesus, you studied the scripture, that he actually admitted publicly who he was. This is one of those times. Then the high priest, verse 63, tore his clothes and said, What father need do we have of witnesses? You heard the blasphemy. What do you think? Then they condemned him to be deserving of death. See, you got to understand about the crucifixion of Jesus, again, is that the Romans were only the instruments that the religious Jews used to kill Jesus. Listen, and sometimes people mistreat you through others. Sometimes people don't like you. Woo! And their main thing is trying to get as many people as they can to dislike you too. Come on, somebody going through that right now. People are spreading nasty rumors so that others will dislike you the way they dislike you. Come on. This is the reason some people can hate you but yet they have never met you. They hate you, but don't know you. Right? They hate him based upon what they heard. Or how somebody else woo, is manipulating a situation. Well, Pastor Cocker, he this, he that, he that. You ever met Pastor Cocker? No, but I. How you know that much about Pastor Cocker? You've never met him. Well, I know about that church. Ain't no love in that church. What you mean? You, you, have you been up here? Come on. Do you know us like that? Have you met everybody in here? Don't you dare judge us by your mistreatment of one person. Who happens to like to be around us? I'm teaching good because stuff stuff going to happen. And a lot of things going to happen, child of God, just to pull you out of the will of God. I said just to pull you out of the will of God. Notice verse 65. Then some began to spit on him. Now see right then, some of y'all sisters, earrings coming off, glasses is being laid aside. Some of y'all brother's shirts coming off you. Spit on me. That's that. I equate this as one of the worst things that you can do to a person. Now this ain't got nothing to do with the subject, but it bears saying. That's even with some black folk. They kind of get on my nerves about this civil rights thing. You know, they, they, they spit on us. They let dogs out on us. They turn the water hole. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, back, 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 back. Oh, yeah. They didn't spit on you. You ain't never been bit by no dog. You ain't never had no water hole put on you. Some folk want to own what happened to us. Yeah, now, some of our, some of our ancestors was spit on, water holes down. Come on. But some of us ain't even. <laughs> you, you ain't experienced that. Stop that. 
Stop that wanting to own somebody else's pain as an excuse to be who you are. No, stop that. You haven't experienced that level of racism. Come on. Don't allow people to twist your mind against other people. I had to get that in because, see, that's real. Some of y'all not clapping, but you know that's real. Look, they spit on him. And they blindfolded him. And beat him. This also goes into the mocking. They spit on him. Then they blindfolded him. And they beat him. He ain't got to the cross. This isn't the scourging. This isn't the 39 lashes that are yet to come. This is a beating before he ever gets to the whipping post. Y'all better listen to me. And to say to him, now they're about to start mocking. Prophesy. Could you imagine? They hit him, beat him, gave him repeated blows while blindfolded and then have the audacity to say to him, prophesy who hit you. See, they're mocking him as being king. And the officer struck him with the palms of their hands. So many began to, to slap him. Come on. We, we ain't talking about well, somebody small. That, ain't talking about sister Christian slapping me. You know, that'd be bad. Don't want her to do it. But she's a woman. She only has so much strength. Now imagine Brother DeAndre coming up here just slapping. Don't ever try it, bro. <laughs> he better look like Patrick. You want me to demonstrate? No, don't demonstrate. I'm trying to. I'm trying to paint the portrait. He is being slapped by soldiers, strong men. He said the officer struck him. Do you know anything about the Roman military? The physical physique and strength you had to be to be in that at this time? You're talking about the greatest military of that time. And they're beating him. And they're slapping him. Notice, notice Matthew 27. Woo! I'm in the clothes. See, he, he told him, he said, he said, I'm going to be betrayed. I'm going to be beaten. And see, now they're mocking. Matthew 27. Now they're mocking him. Notice Matthew 27 and verse 27. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. Y'all down here pages. Matthew 27, 27. Then the soldiers, the governor, took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. See, they mocking him as being king. You're a king, here go you a scarlet robe. Here go you a, a robe of royalty. 
when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head. See, listen. I don't know if some of y'all that work outside, you ever got stuck by what we call them sticker brows? Even with blue jeans on, them things ain't no joke. Come on, when they grab your leg, you think you think you've been bit by a dog or something. I know some of y'all don't work outside. I gotta go. You you ever grab the rose the wrong way? Now now, now you're talking about a little thorn. Piercing your thumb. These were at least a half an inch to an inch long. They did not measure his head. This is no fitted thorn. And so when they put it on him, they pressed it on him. Causing the thorns to go through his flesh. And to cause him to bleed. Notice this. Notice this. They stripped him. Put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns. They put it on his head. And a reed in his right hand. They bowed the knee before him. And mocked him. Saying hail king of the Jews. Then they spat on him. He spit on again. Took the reed and struck him on the head. When they had mocked him, they took the robe off of him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. Look at this. But notice also, when we back up to verse 26, he he has suffered so many things, Yet in Matthew 27, 26, then he released Barabbas to them. When he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Because this is what the religious leaders want. They yelled, let Jesus be crucified. Let him be crucified. I've shown you that he has already suffered in a great way. But before Pilate can have him crucified, he must send him to the whipping post. I'm in the close. 39 lashes saving one. The maximum penalty that could be given to a criminal, and it was always reserved for the worst criminal, was 39 lashes, the most that you could get. He has already been beaten on more than one occasion that we see. He's already been slapped. So he is already bleeding from the beating. But now you're placing an innocent man. Remember what Paul said in the main text? He's a just man. He is not deserving of this mistreatment. 
He is no criminal. But yet you want him killed. So be it. And he scores Jesus. Listen. 39 lashes. 13 to one side of the back. 13 to the other side of the back. And then they turned him and 13 across the chest. Not a normal whip, but a whip that had leather pieces on the end. That's bad enough being whipped by leather straps. But this was for the worst criminal. So they took bone fragments and metal and put it at the end of the whip. So when the whip would hit the flesh, it was designed when you pull back to rip the flesh. So he's beaten, he has been slapped, he has been mocked, he has been betrayed, he has been spit upon, and now he has been scourged publicly. Many people historically did not survive the whipping. They died at the But he knew for this purpose, for this reason, have I came. Notice Matthew 20. They're having their way. Take him and crucify. Let me deal with this and be done. Take him. Crucify him. Now he has shed blood. We know from his head. They have nailed his hands. Come on. Now some people, they, they, they had suffered so much at the whipping post that they did not nail them. They only hung them on the tree of the cross, knowing that the beating and the suffocating of, of the position of the cross itself would kill them. If not that, then hanging there, they would literally begin to be eaten by the fowls of the air. Once the buzzards and all saw that this person was trapped, already bleeding, flesh already off, it was easy pickings. But Jesus, they could not give him an easy route. So they nailed his hand. They took both of his feet 
Imagine the nail that has to come through both and penetrate the wood. They took a spear and stuck it through his side. He has bled from his head. He has bled from his hand, from his feet, from his side, from his chest, from his back. No doubt his eyes, his lips. He is on the cross, not even recognizable because of such a beating. And see, what people don't understand is that the blood had to flow. It had to flow from him. It had to come out of him. It had to. He had to be that Passover lamb. He had to be that lamb without spot, without blemish. He had to do it. And in doing it, he had to feel the sin, the weight of sin on him. He had to experience the Father not communing with them. This is when he said, he cried out, Hallelujah. Why hast thou forsaken me? Because the sin of the whole world was being laid on. Blood is gushing out of every part of his body. As he is hanging, let the blood flow. Let the blood flow. Notice in Matthew 20 and 28 why that is so important. And I'm bringing it in. Jesus himself said in Matthew 20 and 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. The ransom means a price paid for the deliverance of captives. This mocking of me is the price I pay. This spitting on me is the price that I pay. This shame is the price that I pay. This whipping is the price that I I pay. Why, Jesus? Why? Because he has to. Matthew 26, and I'm done. He has to. He has to pay this price. Matthew 26 and verse 28. For this, he says to his disciples, is my blood of the new covenant. Watch this. Which is shed for many 
for the remission of sins. That blood flows so that we could be forgiven. That hit is absorbed so that I could be forgiven. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Again, verse 28, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission, the forgiveness, of sins. Let Jesus be crucified. But it is through his suffering, it is through his crucifixion that we, when we accept the work, we stand before the Father clean. Made righteous. The guilty are pronounced not guilty. What is it? The blood. The cross. And those who accept it become the Barabbas. We who deserve This is what he did. This is what this week is about. And nothing else. Nothing else. No man should suffer that way. Then by his own people be replaced with a bun. Shame on the church. Shame on every last one of you. For that level of disrespect is flat out wrong. Reserve this week for what it is. We are free because of Him. Let's give him a praise. I'm done. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.